the 15th of February, 2007, episode 66. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. The months of January through April are known for many things, but feared for one in particular. Tax season. (laughs) When working for an employer, the burden is transferred to them, but when we work freelance there are a few things to keep in mind so we don't end up paying the piper at the end of the year. Today we'll look at these issues and how to control them. Just some quick announcements before we get into the bulk of the topic today. Uh, One note from Adobe, the Adobe Lightroom has released now. It was in beta for several months. It actually has released now and is selling. I don't remember how much it is selling for. Let me check into that. And there is some kind of promotion going on with that as well. So um, if you're looking at that, if you're a photographer or if Uh, If you're like me and you like to take photos kind of as a hobby and you want a good tool for for keeping everything together and uh, maybe doing minor edits. And it also has a very, very good uh, raw program, actually does a lot, a lot of things that Photoshop raw do not do or the Photoshop camera raw. And it is on special right now. Let me see how long it lasts. It's it it retails for two ninety nine. You can get it for one ninety nine right now. It says get Lightroom before April 30th and you get $100 off. So you'll pay $199 and uh, this product is supposed to ship by mid-February. So probably in about a week or so. So if you're into that, check that out. Um, Other things, just the norm. Uh, Please tell all your friends about this podcast. Tell anybody that you know that's interested in design and hasn't listened to this podcast yet. Tell them about it. Let them know that we're here. Let them listen to it and see, decide whether or not they want to listen to it. And I would much appreciate that because that's how we get the word out here for this podcast. I also started the email program and I started this last week. And what this basically is, is I'm asking you to help me out by just writing a letter, writing an email to a publication or a website or whoever it is that I choose. I'm going to choose an email address and I'm going to run this for maybe two to three, maybe even a month, two to three weeks or a month will be using the same email and I'm asking you guys to send one letter in telling them what you like about the show, uh, letting them know that that it's here and that you listen to it weekly and you think it's a good resource. And of course, these are all going to be publications for graphic design or something related to that. And hopefully we can get some press coverage from that. So the one I started last week is for Step Magazine. And uh, the email is stepeditor at dgusa.com. So it's step editor, that's one word, at dgusa.com. And if you can send them an email and hype up the show, I would really, really appreciate that. And you'd be doing me a big favor, doing the show a big favor. And uh, that would be great. So this is the second week of this one. We're going to run it for another week or two and uh, let you guys get all your, your notes in there. And then we'll switch it to something else and, and really just trying, just trying to get the word out there again with this. And uh, hopefully it'll work. All right. So today we're going to talk about taxes. Everybody's favorite subject, right? So taxes are a pain in the ass, basically. 
and you hear, you know, the things that you can't cheat are death and taxes, and that is the truth. And just real quick, real to just to start off right here, don't try and cheat your taxes. Don't try and cheat on your taxes. You will get caught. As I mentioned in the intro, as a business owner, you're responsible for paying your taxes. Now, I learned from my tax guy that the employer even picks up some of the tab for you if you have like a full-time job. Um, if you have your own employees, you'll be doing the same for them. So basically, we're not paying the total amount of taxes that's owed to the government. Some of that is actually picked up by the employer as well. So this is something to keep in mind when we're doing freelance because that's not going to happen anymore. We have to figure out how much to take out of each of our paychecks or out of each of our payments from our clients so we can set that aside and be able to pay it to the government and not owe it to them later on and owe them a big sum. And that's what we're trying to avoid here. We don't want to work all year and build up all this money. And, and you know, it's, it's easy to forget that you owe the taxes when somebody hands you a check for the full amount and you can just go put it in your bank or, or spend it or use it for your bills. You got to remember that some of that needs to be set aside so that you can pay your taxes at the end of the year. Because if you make you know a good five ten thousand dollars, you're going to owe a pretty good amount to the government. So make sure that you're always aware of this. We do have to pay taxes. There are some cases in which you don't, but it's it's really if you only make about five six hundred bucks for a whole year, you don't really have to claim that. Anything above that, you do. So make sure you keep that in mind. Like I said, if you have employees, you're going to be picking up more of a tab for their taxes as well. But I'm going to assume that most of us here, if we're freelancing, we're doing it on our own. We have our own business and uh, we're just working for ourselves, trying to get by or trying to pay the bills or, or trying to make a little extra cash on the side. I'm sure everybody has heard of or maybe even participated in under the table, under the table payments. Uh, I know I've actually accepted some. And I know people who have worked like regular jobs being paid underneath under the table. And it's, it's something that happens and it's something that perhaps you could get away with sometimes. But if you want to build a legitimate business, then you really need to stop doing this if you're doing it or definitely don't start doing it if you're not. Uh, it's not a good way to work. And you never know when, uh, you know, you have to worry about your clients actually putting in claims for the work that you did for them and that they paid for. If you're, if you're not claiming what you made from that business and they actually claim that they paid you, then you're going to be in a world of hurt there. You're going to be figured out. If you trust somebody enough to uh, go into that agreement that you're working under the table, I guess that's your own business, but I would highly recommend that you don't do anything like that, that you claim everything that you make and that you pay the taxes that you owe on everything just so you know, you don't want to ruin your business, and that's a good way to do it, is not paying the taxes that you owe. There are some rules, or some guidelines, I guess I'd say. You don't have to follow them, but they're good things to follow. And paying quarterly is probably the top of the list. By paying quarterly, we're allowing ourselves to set aside you know, our tax money and pay it every three months instead of letting it build up to the end of the year, kind of like I was just talking about, if we work all year and we make all this money, sometimes you can lose sight of the fact that you need to put money aside. Every time you make money, you have to put a certain amount of that aside and keep it for your taxes. And that's harder to do when you're going through the whole year and saving up those taxes. It's easier if you go every three months. And plus, if you haven't saved up the money and you're going to you know, go quarterly and figure out what you have to pay, it's going to be a lot smaller amount 
than if you waited till the, the end of the year. So that's a very good thing to do. The best thing to do, of, of course, is when you get paid, set that money aside. And again, my tax guy told me 30% is usually pretty close to what you're going to owe, but he said save out 35% just to be safe. And that's a pretty good rule of thumb. That way, if you, when you go to pay your taxes, you find out that you actually have more than you owe. There you go. You got a little extra money that you can either save in there and save up for your next batch of taxes, or maybe you can put it into something else. Now, in 2006, I actually did not pay quarterly, and the reason for this was I had a pretty bad year, a very slow year. There was patches of the year where I wasn't working at all, and it really kind of would have been ridiculous for me to claim because there wouldn't there wouldn't have been much to pay. And uh, I, I probably still could have done it, but then again, I'm going and I'm paying for this service for the guy to figure out what taxes I owe, so... If I'm not going to owe that much, I'm going to wait until the end of the year. A couple other things that went along with this as well. I knew, first of all, that I wasn't making a whole lot of money. I probably wasn't going to owe more than about $1,000. And I also had a, a bonus coming to me from my full-time job, which was going to total either that or above. So I wasn't too worried about this. And, you know, there are ways to kind of get around this. If you budget yourself correctly and you know you're going to have that money at the end of the year, you could potentially wait till the end of the year to pay your taxes. Still, I'm going to say that it's not a good idea, but there are ways to do it that way, and that's what I did in 2006, and everything worked out just fine for me. But again, the best way to do it is to break it up quarterly. That way you're paying a smaller amount. You're not having to save up money all year, and it's just, it's just an easier way to do it. So I say do it that way. Uh, the other thing is keeping all your receipts, and this is imperative. You must keep all the receipts for anything that has to do with your business. And I, I kind of went through this before, I believe. My tax guy gave me a, a form. It's called the Schedule C, and basically that's where you put that's where you put all the information about how much you made for the year and how much overhead you had, or how much money you had to pay out for services, for equipment that you used and anything else that might have cost cost money. So I'm going to go through some of these things. I actually don't have the form in front of me, which is a bummer, but um, there, are all, there are all kinds of deductions that you can make for a business, and these are a few. Your rent, and I think I said this before, I actually work out of my house, and if you do work out of your house, then you can take a percentage of the rent of your of your apartment or your house or whatever you're working out of. You take a percentage of that, and, and you basically count that as the rent for your office space. Now, my office takes up about a fifth of the, the squared footage of the house or the area of the house. So I take one-fifth of the rent. I also take one-fifth of the power, the electricity bill. I also take uh, one-fifth of the phone. If you have a home phone, you're going you're gonna to section it up like that. Maybe you have a cell phone that you use only for business. Then you would, of course, keep the whole bill uh, maybe you use it half for business and half for pleasure. That's something that you would probably talk to your tax person about. You might be able to use just the whole cell phone for that as well. Uh, another thing I factored in was cable internet. Uh, not the cable, of course, because we're not watching TV for work, but uh, my cable internet comes from the same company, so it's on the same bill. And that was about like 40, 40 50 bucks a month, I believe. 
So I took a percentage of that for my business because I'm definitely on the internet all the time for my business, doing research and finding photos and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, if you have to drive, if you have to drive to meet any of your clients when you do, uh, when you have meetings with them, uh, the wear and tear on your car, that's something you can also write off. So miles on your car is something you can put, put down there. Uh, I'm not sure how like repairs to your car would be. You might be able to take a percentage of that. Again, I would consult some kind of tax specialist to help you figure these things out. Another big one is travel and lodging. If you actually have to travel cross country for your business or maybe even out of the country to somewhere else, then that's definitely something you're going to want to include as well as uh, your lodging, wherever you got to stay and those costs. And another one that goes along with that is food and entertainment. Um, food, if you're entertaining somebody, you're taking your client out to dinner, that's something you can write off. Um, food and entertainment, you only actually get to write off half of it, but still, it's it's a big bonus there, so don't forget those things. Uh, also, I, I included stuff like I go to trainings and I need meals for that. That's something I'm going to write off. Entertainment would be more like what we just talked about with taking clients out, showing them a good time, uh, giving them perks to maybe increase their business with you or keep them on as a regular customer or something like that. But those kind of things you can put in there as well. Training materials. And I think this is a big one for us. We generally buy books all the time, videos, uh, subscribing to services like lynda.com. And there also is one for subscriptions too. There's, there's a, a line on the forum where you can fill out for subscriptions. So I do that as well for things like lynda.com, uh, the NAPP membership that I keep, uh, subscriptions to magazines like layers I keep. And, uh, there's a couple other ones that I have, but anything, training materials, books, anything that you have to buy, these are things that are helping you in your business because they're making you a better professional, a better designer. So definitely include those as well. Uh, just other random purchases. And we talked about equipment. Equipment is a big thing. I had to buy a printer this year. That was a good uh, 500 bucks or something like that. Definitely want to put these things on here. Any software that you buy, uh, your computer that you buy. And actually, when I did my taxes the first time, when I first started my business and did my taxes the first year, there was also an area where you can put put things that were converted for business. So I had a laptop that was a personal laptop, but now I use it for my business. The cost of that was also able to be transferred to the business. So I was able to write some of that off. So any kind of assets that you have that are converted into business assets or any assets that you purchase for the business, you're going to be able to put those on there. I believe there was also an area if you actually sell some of your business assets, you have to claim that as well. Also, one of the other things, I didn't have any of this this year, but last year I did. If you do any kind of comp work or any kind of volunteer work, I did some work for an agency called TIP or T-I-P. And it's a, it's a nonprofit agency that kind of helps people out in traumas. And I did some brochures for them and did not get paid. I did it as volunteer work or charity work. And I was actually able to calculate basically what I would have charged them. And I put that on there and was able to write that off as well. So that's something to keep in mind too. So that's pretty much, that. that's all I remember off the list. Those are the main things though. There are going to be other small things, things like uh, postage, sending packages to people or sending, maybe you have to send proofs to somebody or something like that. Those are also things that can be included, but there's tons of stuff. And I'll be talking about a little bit later on about 
more about this and, and ways to go about making sure that you get all these things in place and uh, get the deductions that you deserve. I want to talk a little bit about tax IDs as well. And I think I mentioned this before too, uh, when I was talking about setting up a freelance business. But when you set up your business, if you're going to do a legit business, you know, do everything the way you're supposed to do, dot your I's, cross your T's, then you really need to register a business name. Uh, the, the only way you wouldn't need to register a business name is if you're practicing under your actual given name. So for me, it would be Adam Hay Design. I think it could even be Hay Design. I think that was the stipulation. I might have to go back and check that. But uh, if you're doing some kind of business name that, that isn't your name, like mine is Titan Strides Creative, that's considered a fictitious business name. You made it up and uh, you, you have to register that. And it doesn't, it costs like 17 bucks or something like that for, for five years. It was like 15, between 15 and 30 bucks, I think. So not a big deal there. You just have to go to the office and do that. One thing that you don't need to do is get a tax ID. You can get a separate tax ID for your business. And that way all the taxes for the business are going to stay under that. What I did, and this was under the recommendation of my tax person, is I just lumped mine in on my social security number. So I use my social security number as my tax ID for my business. So when I do my taxes at the end of the year, or actually rather we do our taxes, me and my wife, there are the W-2 forms for my full-time job, her full-time job, and then whatever I claim for the business. And that all gets lumped together, which kind of helps out too because you know sometimes for our personal jobs we'll get money back and that can go into what we owe for the business. So it kind of works out that works out well sometimes, but you can get a separate tax ID. It was just recommended that I didn't. And what he said basically is because I don't have employees underneath me, there's really no need to get a separate tax ID. Now, in some cases, if you work for larger companies, like, like really large companies, if you land a big client like that, they might not like the fact that you're practicing under the social security number. So in that case, you might need to get a, t a business, a tax ID for the business. But uh, my guy said, no problem. If anything like that ever happens, then we can go ahead and set one up for the business and then we'll be good to go. The keys to the game. The key command for today is to merge a layer down in Photoshop. And uh, this is something that you probably don't have to use all the time, but if you ever find that you have a layer selected and you'd like to merge it down with the layer below it, this is a great key command to have in your pocket so you don't have to uh, find it in the menus. And to do this, we're going to press on the Mac Command and E, and on the PC, that would be Control and E. So we have a good idea of what's going to be happening with our business. We know that we have lots of deductions that we need to take care of. We know that we're going to be paying quarterly, so it'll help us to you know, pay off smaller amounts of taxes throughout the year instead of waiting until the end. But what's the best way to go about doing the taxes? I mentioned throughout this podcast that I have, I have people. I guess to quote the, uh, if anybody is in the U S I guess you'll see the H and R block commercials. I got people. That means they do it for me. I got people. I have a guy that, that does all my taxes for me. Um, he's an accountant. He doesn't like do my books for me or anything like that. I don't make enough money for him to do that. If I did make enough money, he would probably do that as well. 
but I'd basically just use this guy at the end of the year or quarterly to figure out my taxes and figure out what I need to pay. If you own your own freelance business, I highly recommend that you do the same. Because when you own a business, it's not the same as filling out a 1040 easy form and uh, just going through. And, and as far as I know, there's no like tax cut software. You know, there's all the software out there that does your taxes for you, basically. As far as I know, there's not one that does this for small businesses. Uh, there could be. I could be wrong. But still, I would trust more uh, going to a service or going to uh, an accountant or somebody that can do your taxes so that you can actually talk to this person, kind of get a feel for, they get a feel for what you do and where your money is going and how, how much is coming in. And you can get a feel for what kind of deductions you can get and uh, good things like that. Now, it's going to cost a little bit more. I believe I pay around 200 bucks for him to prepare my taxes. And so far, I've only done it at the end of the year. I haven't done it quarterly. So it's been 200 bucks for doing my year-end taxes, which when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, isn't all that much. To make sure that everything is done correctly and make sure that you get all the deductions that are coming to you so that you don't have to pay as much, uh, I think it's really worth whatever you have to pay for it. If you are one of those DIY type of people and you just absolutely have to do your own taxes, please, please get some help from someone. Uh, maybe you know an accountant personally, or maybe you know somebody who does something similar that can at least help you out with it. Please get some help from somebody because this is something you don't want to screw up. Uh, you don't want to end up not paying enough money and have end up having to pay more later. You don't want to get any kind of penalties for paying too late or not paying enough or whatever. I don't know what the penalties are, but I'm sure there's something. And uh, you just, you don't want to give your business a black eye by, by doing any of these type of types of things and putting yourself in a bad situation. So make sure you get help. Again, I recommend getting help from the professionals, but if you're going to do it on your own, try and get help from somebody to make sure that everything is correct before you send it in and, and make your payments. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our mistake tip for today is to know the laws and don't try and skate around them. Know all the laws and all the rules regarding the taxes that you have to pay. And like we said in the beginning, don't try and get around it. You're just going to be causing yourself more pain in the end. Just suck it up and pay the taxes that you owe. And as your business grows, you'll make more and more money and it's really not going to hurt you that much for things like paying your taxes and paying somebody to prepare the taxes for you. Um, I know when you first start out, it's hard. Like I said, I had a rough year last year. I didn't make a whole lot of money. And uh, sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do, turning it over to somebody else and paying them to do it, and then also owing money on top of that. So just make sure you keep on top of these things so it doesn't catch up to you in the end. Now, if you do have a year where you only do one job or maybe do a couple of jobs and your total income amounts to $600 or less, you don't really need to claim those. Uh, I think the threshold is somewhere around 600, 650, something like that to where you don't actually have to claim that income. And um, I would say don't even trust me on that. <laughs> you might want to look that up to make sure. That's just what I remember because the first year I started my business in uh, October or November and I did one job one job only 
and I made uh, 760 bucks on the one job or something like that and I actually had to claim that and I, I vaguely remember the guy telling me if it was 600 or less then I wouldn't have to claim it but since it was over 600 I did so uh, if you make 600 or more make sure you claim it uh, you might only have to pay a little bit of taxes obviously if you only made you know 650 bucks but you definitely want to claim if you are over the threshold so that you don't get in trouble things are getting a bit out of hand looks like it's time to go to the bullpen for our website today i've chosen one i've been kind of on the the news tip lately hearing about all these there's all kinds of adobe apps that are going to or scheduled to come out this year sometime so i like to find good places to to find the news about when they're going to come out and also news about you know the uh the beta versions that they have out and other things that have to do with adobe so i found this one it's called john knack on adobe and you can find this one at blogs.adobe.com slash that's j-n-a-c-k and of course this will always be up in the bullpen on the website as well as in the show notes so you can check it out there this one is basically, like I said, it's news about Adobe products. The newest entry he has here is called Killing Them Softly with Bridge, Lightroom. So Lightroom just came out, so he's talking about uh, some, of the, some of the differences between Bridge and Lightroom. A lot of people are saying, well, if I have Lightroom, do I need Bridge? And there are differences between those two, so you can read about that on this one. There's also, oh, this was kind of cool. The next entry on it was about Dreamweaver and Flash. And basically, they're going to be holding this uh, trial period where I'm not even sure what they do. But basically, they hook up this thing to be able to see what functions you use in Dreamweaver and Flash the most. So it kind of monitors what you do. You just, you know, use the plugin or whatever it is they give you. And uh, you actually just work like you normally would. And it kind of records the actions that you use and sees what people use the most. And I, I'm assuming this is for future versions of these because Adobe just got these applications that they want to see what people use the most so they know what to what to beef up what to keep maybe what to get rid of and uh, so on and so forth so that they can make the products even better so anyways there's just kind of news there's some commentary about different things uh, he also has some links to other blogs and other websites that could be useful to you and uh, it's just everything about Adobe apps and the happenings around Adobe. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, like I said, there's lots of things going to be happening with Adobe this year. So it might be good to stay ahead of the curve and know when things are going to happen. So you can be the first to jump on them. So uh, check that out if you got a chance. And uh, again, that's at blogs.adobe.com slash J-N-A-C-K. So this is probably the shortest rookie designer we've had in quite some time, but you know there really just isn't a lot to talk about when we're talking about taxes. Always a fun subject, as I said, but you know I really believe that it's a good idea to put this in the hands of the professionals, in which I'm not going to go through and try and tell you everything that you're supposed to do because I do it myself. I like to get all my info together, fill out my form, get my W-2s, send it all off to my guy and have him do it. It's much easier to do it that way. I know it's getting done correctly. I know he's going to save me as much money in taxes as possible. And it's just a good situation. So that's why I do it that way. 
And actually, one thing I didn't think about when I when I made this, and where did I get this from? Somebody put it on the forum, and I'm sorry, I can't remember to give you credit. I could try and look it up real quick. Uh, somebody mentioned this just the other day, I think, on the forum, and it was it just sounded like a good idea because this was something that I was doing like right then. I was going a process that I was going through, and I like to talk about things when I'm actually going through them. So I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, here it is. It's a uh, forum member Orso two nine three two was actually one that brought it up, and it just sparked. It, it sounded like a great idea, and I know a lot of the people that listen to this show are in the U.S., but there's quite a few that aren't as well, and I have no absolutely no clue what the procedures are in like Europe or Asia or other countries. I don't know what you guys have to go through for taxes, so um, this obviously might not apply to you. I know the U.S. tax system is probably a lot different than other countries, and hopefully that wasn't too much of a bummer that I just talked about U.S. taxes the whole time, but um, again, I talk about what I know about, so hopefully hopefully at least some of this was helpful to you guys. But uh, I didn't forget about you. Well, I kind of did forget about you, but hopefully... Uh, it won't happen again. <laughs> Anyways, final thoughts here. Uh, again, please tell anyone you know interested in design. Tell them about this podcast. Get the word out so that we can build up our user base and maybe get some more people on the forum as well. And damn, there was a, uh, I think there was an email. No, it was in the forum. Man, I just did not prepare for this show, did I? I think it was in the intros. Let me look for this one too, because this was a really good one. In the meantime, we have also our email campaign and you can email that. And also this email address is going to be in the show notes always. So if you if you can't understand what the actual email address is, you can go to rookiedesigner.com slash rookie, look in the show notes and you'll find it there. The one for this week is stepeditor at dgusa.com. And that's for Step Magazine. Again, that's stepeditor at dgusa.com. And thank you, those of you who have already sent a letter to this uh, to this editor, editor of this magazine. Um, but basically, yeah, if you can send them a letter, let them know what you like about Rookie Designer. Let them know that Rookie Designer is here and that you listen to it and that you actually learn something from it. And maybe we can get some press from that. And I would much, much appreciate it. Uh, let me see, going back here. This one was from the user, uh, I don't have a good name for this, MCKTJ. And uh, looks like the name is Terry. I want to thank Terry. Terry actually uh, just started listening. And it says, I have forwarded, forwarded this site to my tutor in college, and she has agreed to pass a link on to all students on our list, so maybe about 500 plus. Thank you so much, Terry. That That rules. Uh, that is what I call spreading the word. Uh, you definitely don't have to do it on that scale, but if you can, then you rock. So thanks again, Terry, for that. That was awesome. As always, if you want to contact me, if you need to ask me a question or you just want to suggest a topic or anything, any of the above, then you can contact me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash designer. You can use the call-in line, 619-573-4043, or you can Skype me at username TitanStrides, and both of those go to a voice messaging machine where you can leave me a message. And uh, 
The best way, as always, is to go to the forum. If you're not signed up already, please sign up for the forum. There's lots of great people up there to talk to. You can uh, get your questions answered. You can just share information about yourself or your business or your business practices. And it's a good old time, so do it. Also, if you are needing the back episodes, go to rookiedesigner.com slash rookie slash archive or just go to rickydesigner.com slash rookie and hit the archive button at the top. You can get the first one through 30 episodes. I did transfer another 10 into this and took them off the feed so you won't be able to get them in your aggregator. So if you want those uh, number one through 30, you can get those on the website there. And again, when you download these, it'll be a zip file containing the actual MP3 as well as the show notes. It'll give you like a little web page with the show notes. So all the links work and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of good stuff. So check that out. And you'll notice that number uh, numbers 21 through 30 actually started including the uh, the title of the podcast. So you can see if you actually want to listen to it or not. I, I kind of messed up and didn't do that on the first 20. So it's kind of just a guessing game through for 1 through 20. But uh, 21 through 30, you'll be able to see the titles of those as well. So... Go get those if uh, if you haven't listened to them or maybe you're a new listener that hasn't been with us for a while. Uh, If you are a new listener, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you enjoyed this one. This probably was was not the best one to listen to first. Uh, We generally talk for about 40 to 45 minutes, and generally I don't blab on at the end like this, but, uh, well, this one was short, so I'm using some extra time to get in some extra announcements. Anyways, thanks for signing up, and definitely, definitely a big thanks goes out to all the people who have been with me, subscribed for a long time, maybe since the beginning. We're, we're uh, pretty far into it now, so there's probably a lot of people who have been with us for a long time who didn't start out with the beginning. And, uh, well, I, I really appreciate all you guys listening to this show and subscribing to it and uh, helping me out with spreading the word and trying to get press and all that good stuff. So thank you, thank you so much. And I just want everybody to remember one thing. Everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.